Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Bayou Chronicles. We're your hosts. I'm Bethany. And I'm Crystal. We have a fun little conspiracy for y'all today. Before we jump into today's episodes, we gotta do our business part. We have kind of slowed down over the summer and we are starting to dive into the podcast a bit more. I Not really... We didn't really take a break, but we kind of weren't, like, getting on top of the ball like we were. We kind of were just kind of, like, if it's an episode, when we get to it, we'll put it out. But Mm -hmm. now we're, like, we have time for it. We're diving into it. And as everyone knows, this is our hobby. We do this for fun. Um, Crystal's very much a busy lady. Mm -hmm. I'm a busy lady in a completely different way. Not as cool. Um, She's got, like, 10 monitors on her desk right now at home so yeah she's busy lady um and if it makes us money then great we've both said that we have actually made a little bit of money Mm -hmm. we don't like to talk about it i feel like it's bragging yeah um but we're still nice it's cool it is cool to be appreciated we've done interviews that's really awesome we've had other podcasts like invite us to do interviews that's been a lot of stuff planned with other podcasts in the future so but at the core of Bayou Chronicles is just two women. It's just me and Crystal. We want to talk about weird stuff and not care if the audio is perfect because sweet lord. <laughs> like there's always something. I feel like every time we get it perfect, perfect something, it, happens. something happens. We had it perfect for like a month and it was like, oh my god, it sounds amazing. Downloads are going good. Everybody's liking it. And then it's like one thing. Like I accidentally unplugged my microphone one day to do something else. We were streaming on Twitch. And I needed a USB port for the camera. And then my my microphone decided it didn't want to work for a few weeks. Yeah, it's... I don't don't understand. But we want to have fun. And we are glad that y'all enjoy it. Because we're always having people, you know, message us. And write in and give us suggestions and stuff. So, as always, follow and talk to us on social medias. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. It's Bayou underscore Chronicles. Um, Twitter is just Bayou Chronicles. And uh, hello. Thank you, YouTube. We've been getting mm-hmm. we've been getting some I know. Subs. I keep seeing the emails. I know. It keeps going up. Like I, I, I have this weird obsession with first thing in the morning when my kids wake me up or I get my husband out the door. Because he has to make coffee super, super loud. Um, is I check our YouTube stats. Because um, if anybody runs a YouTube channel, you really need to download the YouTube Studio app mm-hmm. on your phone. Or you can get it on your computer. And it's like like every morning we have a new sub or a new comment or a new like. or you know Something. Something's really. So it's awesome. So you can also find us on YouTube at Bayou Chronicles Podcast. It's got to be all one word. Same as Twitch. I don't know why Twitch and YouTube are so picky about that you can't put any spaces or we're not going to come up and i promise we're there yeah um so yeah thank you guys so much and uh today's episode topic was actually submitted by elizabeth um i'm gonna pretend like i know who elizabeth (laughs) is you don't know her but she's a follower of ours on instagram i'm just that's my apologies. I don't run the Instagram page. Crystal does. So, like, normally Crystal's like, yeah, we this happened. And yeah, like, if you're, yeah. If, like, basically this is how it happens. If it happens on Instagram, Facebook, or Reddit, or, or Reddit, anything else. like that, Crystal, yeah. me, 
figures it out. If it's, if it's Twitter, Twitch, Twitch or YouTube, that's Bethany. Yeah. And that's only because those are the platforms that we do better on. We like, Yeah, when we started the podcast, we were like, what social medias do you like the most? And I was like... Sorry. I don't even know what my Twitter login is. I've been logged out of Twitter since I got my new phone, and I have no idea what Which my is login funny, is. Which is funny, because I tag her and stuff all the time for the podcast. Like, we went to... Uh, what was that? Like, Rhino Coffee? Yeah. Crystal... We went and did some stuff for the podcast, and she was like, let's meet here, and I've never been there, and uh-huh. I tagged her on, on Twitter. Yeah, maybe I should log in and see, because I, I don't get on Twitter ever. I don't understand the pr- point of it, so maybe that's also why I don't understand how it works. Man, that makes me feel old. I, I don't know. I just don't like Facebook, and I feel like Twitter is a little more laid back. Well, if anyone follows me on Facebook, they know that I truly only use it to troll people. She because does. Because I am that person. Yeah. But that's why I think that's funny. But anyway. I think that's why you like Reddit too? Yeah, probably. 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 I am the troll of the internet. Anyways. But in a good way. I never say anything rude, mean, disrespectful to people. Like, I feel like I'm really good about, like, I will be very supportive of people on the internet, but if you say something stupid, or if you're a bully online, or if, like, if you're rude and disrespectful, mm-hmm. I'm going to tear it down for you. Like, I will search you out, and I will find where you live, where you work, oh, everything, Lord. and be like, look, if I can find all this stuff about you, and you're being this rude, condescending person, just imagine what your employer can find out about oh, you. Lord. So, I'm that person. Anyways, Sorry. Hey, shout out to Elizabeth Liz. Can I call you Liz? I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I apologize for not knowing, but normally, like, I'm scattered and I'm just normally, like, crystals dropping little tidbits and stuff that happens on Instagram. So, shout out to you, Elizabeth. This one's for you. And I'm going to pass it on over to Crystal. Okay. So, yes. Um, today, <laughs> we are going to talk about... One of the most famous ships of all time. And Elizabeth should know what we're talking about because she knows. She knows. Um, But for everyone else, we're talking about the Titanic. Like, you know, the big ship. Um, If you're over the age of 18, and I'm saying 18, but that still probably is a little young, um, I'm pretty sure that you've at least heard of the the Titanic and how the whole ship ended and... This is, I mean, I was way too young to remember, but this is the first movie my mom took me to the theaters. Really? To see. I was a baby, Um, and she said I was quiet the whole time. I guess I liked it. I don't know. Wait, but we weren't that, we don't have that big of an age difference. I don't know. I swear this is the one my mom said. I don't know. Well, she's downstairs. We can ask her. Anyway, I love this movie. Um, If you haven't heard of it, I am just going to assume that you are an actual child. Or you're living under a rock somewhere. Even then, like, we learned Don't they teach it in history? We, I mean, they should. in school. I thought they did, but I don't know. But you're probably a child if you don't know. Um, seriously, though, if you don't know that it was a real event, then you probably aren't aware that the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio exists. Uh. I mean, if you don't, like, like, I have in my notes, this was, like, prime sexual awakening stuff, people. Because, like, I remember being in love with Leonardo DiCaprio in this movie. I like, wanted to punch Rose. Oh, so yes. Bad. Like, I was in love with Don't him. feel bad for that old lady at the no. end of the movie. No, no. Um, you got to see it if you haven't. Um, and if you haven't seen it, then you're missing out. Um, you need to stop this podcast and go watch it. I don't know where it's streaming, but I'm pretty sure you could find it somewhere. Or you could be OG like me and 
I had the flashback when I was writing this. I actually owned this movie on VHS, but the movie was so big that they had to split it into two, two VHSs. I have it as well. I actually got it from my grandparents' house yeah. when I was going through Granny's house. Yeah. And I used to love it because it was two VHSs, mm -hmm. and, like, I could always split up my watching, so I could, like, watch. Like, sometimes I would get up really early before school and watch, watch the, the first, first half, half, and then when I came home, watch the second half. It's just, like, people don't probably some of our listeners because the cool thing about like youtube and like even anchor that we use um if you guys i don't think we ever talked about it on podcast yeah. anchor is the platform we use to basically upload all the episodes and it's like really cool and it's free and yada 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 shout out to anchor mm -hmm. um it shows us like all the analytics and stuff and like a we have like a bunch of teenagers that yes. listen to us oddly yes i feel like sometimes we're not the best influencers <laughs> Um, but yeah, from like, we have a huge like 17 to 19 like demographic, fo yeah. yeah, followers. So. so shout out to you guys. So y'all need to go watch this. Um, so now that I've just fangirled over Titanic, the movie, um, let's go over some of the basics about the ship first, as if you don't know anything about it. Um, and maybe you'll learn something because I didn't know some of this. So other than the fact that it was massive, and I mean, truly massive it was over 800 feet long and it was one of the largest ships at the time and technically at a certain point with like stuff that they added on to it it did become like the largest ship in size of like how much it weighed and everything because of stuff they kept adding to it um but it was actually originally meant to be one of three sister ships um and they all kind of were being built at the same time and they were being built to kind of rival some of these other really big ocean liners that were built. So the three ship sister ships were the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. The builders of the ship were, like the builders of them, kind of built the three ships at a shipyard called Harland and Wolf. And that's actually who those people were, the people who actually built it. And it cost an estimated 350 million pounds in today's money. So, like, if they built the ship today, that's how much it would have cost them with how much they spent back then. Mm -hmm. So, it's a lot of money. So, this sucker was massive and expensive. And the bill was basically footed by J.P. Morgan. Um, and I say basically because he owned White Star Line. And White Star Line is who owned the ships. And White Star Line was owned by the mercantile company that J.P. Morgan owned. So, do we know who J.P. Morgan is? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, well, I feel like everyone should. should. If you don't know him, basically, American guy who basically had his hand in every single thing that has to do with the United States today and every bank, not every bank, but There's like, like yeah, out. yeah. Think about like everything that you've ever heard with J.P. Morgan, Chase, like all of that stuff started with him. Like your railroad lines, everything. Anyway, so White Star Line was this basically this huge shipping and transportation company and they owned the Titanic and her sister ships. So on April 10th of 1912, crew and passengers started to arrive in Southampton, England and board this massive new ship that was intended originally to be a charter that ran between Southampton and New York City. So Southampton is about probably, I guess, like an hour 
um, southwest of London. Okay. So, and it was just because that's right on the English Channel. So, that's why they leave from there. Um, the captain of this new ship was Captain Edward John Smith with Harry Tingle Wild as his chief mate. And in total, there were 699 crew members, an overwhelming majority of which were men. So, it was like just like a couple of percentage of like women on the ship. Most people were men. As far as actual passengers, there were about 1,300 people who were on board. Again, mostly men. And this number was actually about half of what the Titanic could hold. In 1912, um, kind of earlier that year, there was a national coal strike where the miners were trying to secure a minimum wage for work, and they had never done that before. And so the 30 day, 37 days of strike ended up halting a lot of shipping and travel for many places. So this resulted in people not being able to travel they like make the trip to the dock because it was at that point too expensive or just wasn't worth their time. Little did these little did these people know how lucky they would ultimately be. If anything, it's proof that one event can have all kinds of unintended effects, kind of like that butterfly effect movie with Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? That's a good one. So I guess a very good one. Watch that one too. <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, the. Ship was broken up into three class sections. First, second, and third. So, yay for class systems, you know, because... I've always hated it, but that's... We needed to have class systems. Story for uh, the day. Yep. The first class housed some of the most rich and famous people on Earth at the time. Namely, John Jacob Astor, which I am going to tell you every time I wrote John Jacob, I wanted to sing the song. John, John Jacob, Jacob Jingle Jingleheimer Smith, yeah. his name is my name too. Yes, I wanted to sing it every time. But he was probably the richest man alive, and he was on this boat. I don't think a lot of people know that fact. Yeah, like he was like money, money. So his net worth would have been somewhere around $2.3 billion in today's standards. So like so Bezos rich. So well, that's, yeah. yeah. So um, that's less than Bezos, but you know, Bezos rich. Um, he wrote science fiction books. He invented a whole bunch of stuff and he would actually build what would now be known as the Waldorf Astoria Hotel, which everybody knows about it's that. So, yeah, it's, it's so gorgeous. Popular, yeah. Um, he basically got rich through real estate, um, but he was like rich, rich, y'all, like rich, rich. Um, so there was a whole bunch of uber rich socialites, business people, artists, even the owners of Macy's were on the ship. And I'm talking like, um, so a lot of these people were like, kind of like, I don't want to say famous third party, but like a family member of the guy who invented, or not invented, like created business, well, I can't think of the word, but made the business of Pillsbury. Mm-hmm. Like his family was on the boat. I don't think a lot of people, they just know, of, you know, Titanic. They don't know the people yeah. on it because a lot of these companies basically had to like, you know, the next person had to go up, and they had mm-hmm. to take over the business, and a lot of stuff changed. A lot, yeah. Those owners died. Yeah. Um, one of the first female lawyers, she actually survived this mm-hmm. this wreck. So there was a lot of crazy stuff, and a lot of like really rich, connected people. Many of the people were who were on board were very well connected, um, 
And a lot of them financially built much of Europe and the United States at this time. Now, granted, them building it was done on the back of minorities, but that's a story for another day. I feel like we need that on a t-shirt. I feel like we say that. That's a story for for another day. Um, Unfortunately, though, these people would perish with the ship, including Macy's owners, Isidore and Ida Strauss and Jacob Astor. Now, I didn't put this in the notes, but there was a really cool story about Jacob Astor, about how he, like, was trying to save people at the end. And he was, like, saying that he was going to stay because he was just trying to get as many people off the boat as possible. I've heard that before, but it's hard to know if, if like, stories like that are true. Yeah. Because sometimes it gets lost in translation, and it's been so long. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to think that he I was... Like, I've always liked to think that was true. I would always like to yeah, think. And it, it did seem like a lot of these people did try to help people off because I think... As much as I want to think people are bad, I think more people are good in the end than they are bad. Because well, a lot of people, because I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's true. They think this is the this was the richest man in the world. They probably thought, oh, he's a jerk. Yeah. Stuff. But he was actually they. You know, they have a lot of stories that, like Crystal just said, like he, he ma- a lot like of people. like not not to make him bad, but he could have been the biggest racist prick Perfect. of them all. Um, yeah. Like he totally could have, but in the moment of dying, he could have made the decision of well it's more important that you guys get off the ship then so me. then me so I like lived I, a good life you yeah know. like i mean he could have been a horrible yeah. person but he made a good decision so that's that's not for me to judge him on like not at all but there is a story about him helping people off end of story um so just four days after the ship departed so literally they had all just gotten on the ship they had departed um and a lookout named frederick fleet was kind of on top of like you know think of like a pirate ship lookout basically he was way up in there and he spotted an iceberg floating in front of the ship he immediately told the bridge where the first officer was in charge First Officer William Murdoch tried to maneuver the ship away from the iceberg, but was unable to. Basically, it's a, it's a big old ship. They don't, yeah. Like, it's, it's going to take a while for it to move, even a couple of degrees. The ship ended up slamming into the iceberg on the starboard side. Now, most people think that the iceberg cut straight through the ship, and then it just immediately started flooding. But what actually happened is the iceberg created a dent in the side of the ship. And because it hit with so much impact and and bent that steel, it was unable to hold it. And the steel just ultimately collapsed. So the ship was made to withstand a small amount of flooding. Um, It basically had a bunch of these watertight compartments all throughout the bottom part of the ship. And up to four of those watertight compartments could withstand flooding and allow the ship to continue. But they are ultimately only able to, in this case, stop at five compartments. So by the time the fifth one completely flooded, it was just, there was no way to stop it. It was going to sink at that point. Mm -hmm. So... Perhaps the most frustrating part of this entire story is that there were only lifeboats for half of the people on the ship. So if you remember me saying, I told you that they were at half capacity for passengers. And so there were only lifeboats for half of the people on board. Imagine if it so was. really and truly there was only a, there was only lifeboats for a fourth, fourth of the people. Yeah. 
So math is hard. Math is hard, but that you know, I mean, if they made a boat, you think they would know how to. This is the part where you really can't skip skip off. Yeah, on the important stuff. Yeah, you can't skip that. So just like the movie, the crew adapted or adapted adopted a women and children's first policy. Unfortunately, they had never been properly trained and didn't know how many people could fit on each lifeboat, too. So this meant that the few boats that they did have were carrying far fewer people than they could have taken. Mm -hmm. Since the lower class passengers were farther down the boat, by the time people there knew that there was a problem, it was too late to get out and there were no more boats. So more people from the third class died than any other class of passenger that was before the boat even sank yeah their compartments basically flooded flooded, which is so sad to think it's a horrible like if you haven't seen the movie there's that scene where the The old old couple couple. oh i hate that god i hate they know they're not they know they're not getting out so they just and they just are laying there because they basically locked the gates that's another thing we don't know if that part's true yeah if it was the movie or if it was you know somebody embellishing Mm -hmm. but yeah But the other thing I like about the movie is, like, even though they embellished it, you know there had to be things like that that people did. Oh, yeah. I am fully... It really made you realize how some of the men on this boat just should have drowned because they were awful and pushing women out of the way and taking children out of the boat. Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) Horrible. That I believe. However, I do not think they should have done the women and children first policy, like... I would have just done who like that. Could like fit. that would have like the You're to me. Up yeah. Well, to me, the women and children policy implied that you're having all these people standing around and preventing people from getting on boats. If you would just said, "Okay, you're here, get on the boat," and getting like shuffling people out, I feel like more people could have fit on the boat and gotten out. I'm sorry, I'm not leaving my husband behind. Oh heck I'm no! Not, I mean, I would want to get my children out, but like you're gonna let me take my husband, and you're not gonna make. My children go without a father. No, absolutely not. You want this? I don't agree with that. Yeah, I think it's a very. I think it's a very stupid policy. But again, I think the fact that nobody was trained in evacuation procedures has a lot to do with it too. It's the whole chivalry thing. When they were doing that, they're probably like, "Us men can stay on the boat. Like we can, we can." Okay, but what happens after the boat sinks and all these women are without? Like you need, like it's just like to me, it's like the whole situation of. Like, when you're in an airplane and they tell you to put your mask on yourself before you help somebody else. Like, I tell myself that all the time. Like, when I do, like, a self-care task, I tell myself I cannot take care of anyone else if I don't take care of myself. Yeah. Like, I have to take care of me first before I can take care of anybody else in my family. And to me, this is the same thing. Like, to me, the only person who is responsible for this ship at this point and the person that should be the last person off is the captain. captain. Which, and he died. Yeah, he does. But, he does. like, it's sad, but that just, it is what it is. Anyway, um, perhaps the most frustrating part um, to add on to this whole dang story is that when the ship started to fill with water, because it was in the front, it started to, like, dip. So everybody just... Like, I don't know how to describe it, but just imagine exactly what you're probably thinking. The front of the ship starts dipping and going into the water, and so the back is starting to rise up. up. And people are trying okay. to scrounge. And- Everybody's just trying to panic, try not to panic, but probably are panicking. So it's very frustrating, at not from 
the outsider perspective, but the insider perspective. But as it's going up, it is entirely too heavy. And because of this, the boat basically snaps in half. And this thing is massive. So you have to know, and I'm sure you can imagine, that when this thing snapped in half, that it was loud and the whole air shook. Like, I sat there and tried to think about how loud it must be. And also, not to cut Crystal off, but also if you have, I'm shouting on another platform, if you have Disney Plus, I feel like everybody should have it. I didn't mean Crystal have it. They have a couple of documentaries, a few newer documentaries where, like, a bunch of the biggest, like, engineers and scientists came together. And they did, like, these little models and stuff. And it's, like, really good. If you're a visual person like I am, like, Crystal likes to read and think about stuff. And I'm very much like, where's the video? I need to see it. I need to, like, see it in my hands. Mm -hmm. They literally do, like, these little models and stuff. It's, like, to scale. And they're, at one point, they weren't even sure if it snapped. Mm -hmm. They think maybe it just all went down in one, and then when it hit the bottom, it broke in half. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, good theory because, like, yeah. they wanted to make... Well, I think I the, one of the reasons that I'm saying that it snapped is because a lot of people mentioned they, that, yeah, they, they, that they saw some it. Of the people that survived, yeah, but they were, like, were they so stressed that they were hearing things? Or they were also wondering if, like, the pressure of the boat going into the water in, like, the the cyclone effect mm -hmm. is what made the noise. I don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting to watch. Because I had that question, too. I was like, did it just sink? Did it snap in half? Or did, did it bust open? Like, how it kind of got disproven. The iceberg didn't even puncture Puncture it, it but, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. So... Just think about, like, how scared you must be just sitting there floating in the water and then hearing, if it did snap, this loud snapping noise or sitting there watching this entire ship Is it sink into the water. On me? Is yes. it going to make a giant wave that's going to Like, there's so many things. And then you're thinking about, like, you could have, there's thinking about the things that you took on board with you that you've now lost or your family member that's still on board. Because a lot of those people were moving. They were yeah. going from. Uh, England to America, and they were yeah. going to start a new life. So they probably had. Yeah. A lot of people were transporting very priceless jewels mm -hmm. and there was cars painting. On board. Car yeah, yeah, cars. There's tons of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff. So, um, survivors in the water did say that they witnessed people hanging from the front of the boat as it like sank. Um, if you've seen the movie, this probably sounds familiar. I mean. That's a very popular scene where Jack and Rose are hanging from the sides. And he's like, just like, oh. Well, and a lot of people didn't want to jump in the water. Because the water was freezing. They knew yes. what was going to happen. Yes. So, the with the water, you were not almost instantaneously, but you could go into full hypothermic shock within a couple of minutes. Because I've seen a lot of people. They're like, why didn't, if they knew it was going to sink, why didn't they, people like, think about this. The water, I think they said it was negative five. It's like hypothermia is very because this was something from. else too this wasn't just like a random iceberg sitting there this was an ice field yeah so there was several there were several several icebergs just out in this water like even the boats from the people uh the live boats they had to like maneuver around all this mm -hmm. and it was very dangerous so mm -hmm. like yeah they couldn't just jump off y'all yeah so about five hours after the disaster started, um, a boat called the Carpathia, I believe is how we're going to say it today, was able to rescue 710 people. So not a whole lot. 
The Carpathia wasn't even in New York before people started to speculate what happened to the ship and why it sunk. Mm -hmm. It was pretty quickly discovered that it was an iceberg, but recently some, well, kind of recently, some crazy theories have started to arise. And I'm going to talk about a couple um, and basically debunk them. Um, if you thought that this was going to be an episode that leaves you to wonder if this is a conspiracy theory, is it true, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not that. Like, I am 100% going to debunk these for you today. Um, however, considering that I am now, just now telling you this, please stick around. Like, don't, don't leave because <laughs> I'm going to debunk them. Please stick around. <laughs> I mean, it's still happening. The Titanic very much happened. Yeah, y'all. so, you know, it may be, uh, I may be uh, debunking this conspiracy theory, but still, stay the, around. The you theory, might learn something. The theory isn't if Titanic happened. It's how it happened. How it happened, yes. Okay. Don't get confused. So, in the first one we're going to talk about is in 2018, um, a lovely group of truly lovely group of elite conspiracy theorists. I don't, I, I, chances are I don't have to tell you who they are. To, you know, their name starts with Q and ends with on. Um, started resurfacing some data and some ideas around J.P. Morgan um, that he was responsible for the sinking. The theory stems from the fact that he was supposed to be on the ship until he canceled at the last minute. Um, So according to this theory, J.P. Morgan, Jacob Astor, Isidore Strauss, and Benjamin Guggenheim were all rivals. And this is not the Guggenheim who created the Guggenheim. That was his brother. This is another Guggenheim. They're all related. Less cool Guggenheim. Yeah, less cool Guggenheim. Still rich. Very rich. Um, These men were among the richest men on the entire planet. And his plan, supposedly, was to get all of these men on the ship, sink it, and I guess buy up all their companies to rule the world. Honestly, I'm not sure what the point of this theory is. I've never understood this Um, theory. But it, it is what it is. So according to this theory, Morgan knew that all of these men would be on the ship along with himself. After all, this was going to be the most well-known passenger ship around, and these men were in his way, and so he had to do something. So Morgan was in support of the creation of the Third Central Bank of the United States. And this would basically be the start of the Federal Reserve Act that would in turn create the Federal Reserve. If you don't understand a word I just said because you're not into history, just just literally go Wikipedia them. Like, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm a history major, and but it's not U.S. history, and I didn't know that there this was the third central bank of the U.S., so. Not as uh, that is Crystal's expertise. I I'm the history buff, except when it comes to U.S. history, and then I'm like, <laughs> I, I majored in I didn't do that. I majored in math and English, so yeah, numbers, yes, history, probably very minimal. Yeah, history when it comes to U.S. history, absolutely not. I don't understand any of it, nor do First I. First really like I half the stuff in our history books is a lie. Is wrong. Is a lie. So yeah, yeah. I feel like I didn't learn real history until I got to college. And then I was like, 
So you're telling me everything I learned in fourth grade was wrong? Yeah. Then why did I learn it? Mad I was when I learned about Christopher Columbus and everything and Thanksgiving. And we don't you know celebrate how mad- Thanksgiving in my yeah. house. You know how mad I was when I learned about, like, the slave trade in mm. college? Like Or slavery in, in general. In slavery in general. It I was, was very just, much whitewashed. Like, I was so culture shocked when I first, when I took my first African American history class, yes. I was like, oh my God. Like, why didn't I learn about this in any I, other grade? I liked it because it actually felt like I was learning stuff and people weren't trying to, like, dim it down, I guess. No, nobody... It wasn't that bad. Like, how was this not bad? <laughs> like, I didn't know half of the stuff. And like, I, okay, look, I'll be honest. I was always confused growing up that when we learned about the holocaust it was never like toned down and there's people but out then there when i learned the about holocaust didn't oh even God, happen. don't even get me started on that literally there's a <laughs> giant group of conspiracy theories that i think the holocaust just didn't i happen. don't understand like i have literally been to concentration camps myself and i could not imagine ever telling somebody i literally talked to a holocaust survivor i was about to say i have i have met family members that have like have grandparents that yeah. survived it and you know had their yes. tattoo and like that's what we did like, we talked to a holocaust survivor and he was a toddler at the time and like when it first started and literally told us the stories about the stuff that his mom had to go through in order to feed her children while living in a concentration camp and then we went to said concentration camp like i, mm, I love I love the movie *Glorious Bastards*. I do too. I just, just got one thing and one thing only: just killing Nazis. Sorry. I would love. To, oh, I would love it. Just, mm. but no, that begin. But no, that's what I was saying. Like with the Holocaust, it was never like toned down. But like slavery, for some reason, was toned down. And there's a group of people that also think the Titanic never happened. But I mean, like, I don't know. People are just people are weird. Anyway, anyway. They wanted to, he wanted to create the third central bank of the United States. And this would basically be the start of the Federal Reserve Act and the Federal Reserve as we have it today. Now, supposedly, Astor, Strauss, and Guggenheim were not in favor of creating the Federal Reserve. And Morgan had to find a way to get rid of them. His solution was to get them all on board and sink it. Now, one version of this theory claims that he actually had the ship fire up the wrong color flares to make sure that no one came to help them. Now, the cotton transport ship called the U called the SS Californian saw the ship from a distance and saw the flares that the Titanic shot up. Now, according to the Californian, they were aware of the ice field that the Titanic got stuck in and they stopped the ship, their ship for the night. Um, and that's when they noticed some lights off in the distance. They knew it was the Titanic because he, the captain had asked, you know, someone else on the bridge, hey, what ships are out here? And he's like, the only one that I know of is the Titanic. So they knew it was the Titanic. And that's when the captain told the wireless operator to alert the Titanic of their position and that they were stopping. When he attempted to do so, the wireless operator... Um, 
that got a hold of the Titanic, the guy on the Titanic side, that wireless operator, told him to shut up and dismissed him because he was trying to get some, um, like, he was also collecting, like, passengers stuff, and there happened to be, like, some some sort of, like, race or something happening, and he was trying to get the scores for that, and the guy from the Californian kind of buzzed in, and he just thought he was talking. So- because you got annoyed at your job. Yeah. Well, also, the guy from the Californian did not use the proper prefix. So, the Titanic did not know the message was for the bridge or that it was important. So, when you logged in or when you sent a message, you were supposed to say the certain little code phrase. And that meant that it took priority of ever everything else. It really is like the butterfly effect. It was like a bunch of little things added up to danger. And it was like the Titanic just was meant to sink. Yes. So, um, now, several members on board of the Californian did also report that they tried to use Morse code with lanterns to communicate with the ship because they were close enough that they could see it, but they never received any kind of response. Um, And it wasn't long before they started seeing those flares shot off from the Titanic. Okay. Okay. But, like, if this ship... You're saying SS, so I'm assuming it's some type of, like, military ship or something like that? No, they're, that's just what they're all called. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. Well, like, if they knew so much about this iceberg field, like, why did the people that navigated for the Titanic not know about this? And they got this big old expensive boat with all these people. Like, I feel like that's... If you're gonna well, build, they knew about it because they were in it. Like they saw the they saw the ice and then they stopped. Closer attention though that. It's, well, I guess they thought that they could just. I don't understand. That's one thing get I've through always it. Wondered about like why if you know what's out there when you like oh we're we're about to go through this area we better have all eyes on deck. <sighs> okay, well I'll get to it. I'll get to it. There's another theory for that. Well, the flares that they saw out saw in the sky were white. And white flares signal non-emergency. For them, this meant that there was nothing wrong. And the captain even the captain and another person on board even remarked that the captain said, Are you sure that's the color flare that you saw? And the guy said, Yes, it was white. Why even have that as a flare? What? Okay. Well, remember... I just said, who knows, he could have, J.P. Morgan could have had someone tamper with the flares so that if something happened, then... They thought they were taking off the right one, but it was the white one. It was the white one, yeah. So, all I can tell you is that according to J.P. Morgan's own biography, he stayed in London because there were some art and paintings that he was supposed to take back to the U.S. from London and France, but they weren't ready and he didn't want to leave without them, Mm -hmm. so he stayed. Because of this, he decided to stay in the city and delay his trip, and as well as, like, as well as, like, the dispute between the four men, supposedly, well, all of the men were actually in favor for the Federal Reserve, and they were all quite vocal about the creation of the Federal Reserve. Um, Basically, think rich white men reasons, like, it would be beneficial for them. Um, So, they were all in favor for it. So, there was no reason for them not to be. So, take that for what you want to do. just, like, he was one of the people that financed the boat, though, wasn't he? Yes. Why would he... That's the next one. That is the next one. So, this is the one that Elizabeth technically sent in. 
but I had to go deeper into it. I was going to ask, what aspect of this did Elizabeth want to hear us talk about? She wanted to hear about this one, but I had to go into a lot more detail. So sorry. Okay, so one of the craziest theories, and probably the one that you're most likely to have heard, is that the Titanic didn't actually sink, and that it was its sister ship, the Olympic, that actually sunk. Now, this whole theory first came about as a result of a book called Titanic, The Ship That Never Sank, question mark, literally, question mark, by Robin Gardiner. He basically concludes that J.P. Morgan, yes, this guy again, um, sank the Olympic as an insurance scam. The reason he claims that Morgan sank the Olympic instead of the Titanic starts with the collision um, that the Olympic was a part of in 1911. Basically, they were too close to another ship, and they crashed into each other. So, basically, like, when two ships are too close, they can kind of, like, pull each other in. And that's basically what happened. The Olympic was too close and just pulled it in, and they kind of hit each other. Now, the Olympic was found at fault for this accident, and it received a lot of damage. So much damage that it was going to cost millions of dollars to fix, and insurance was not going to pay out since they were found at fault. Now, the theory suggests that Morgan had White Star patch up the Olympic, just as crappy as it could, just patch it up, rename it as the Titanic, and send it out so that they could just at least get some money. Because if they sent it out, sunk it, they'd get money. You look confused. Yeah, because wouldn't the people that built all the different boats know that they built only exactly amount? Exactly. According to his book, the ships were mostly the same, but there were a few cosmetic differences, such as the number of portholes, carpet in one of the ships that wasn't in the other. Now, some of the passengers did mention, that survived, did mention that the ship had a list to port, which that just means that the ship had a slight tilt to the port side. Which would make sense because that was the same side that the Olympic had damage. When the ship hit the iceberg on the starboard side, most of the passengers were unconcerned because they had felt that they had felt the list of ports since they got in. And when they suddenly felt this jolt and then this like tilt to starboard, they just kind of assumed it was the ship balancing out. And that's what one of the guys who survived it said. He said because the entire time they'd been on the ship, there had been this list to port this entire time. And then suddenly there was kind of like, it kind of shifted, and they thought, oh, just, they really didn't think anything bad happened at first. That makes sense? Yeah. So imagine like, if you're on a ship and you're constantly like that the entire time. Anyway, Gardner's theory is that the Olympic was so badly damaged that the one action they could take was to send it out and slowly sink it with other ships around it so that it could rescue people. So that's why the Titanic was where it was at, is because they knew that the other ships were going to, there was going to be a lot of ships and a lot of traffic during that area, and that they were just prepared to have I that. Um. Doesn't make sense to me because why would they dare risk the lives of over a thousand people? Because they don't care and they want money. Uh, I mean, this honestly, but, this theory doesn't sound yeah. as crazy as the other one. So he points out that the ships had the name, their names placed in very few places, and it was almost always in places that could be changed rather easy, like lifeboats, nameplates, the bell. 
Gardner also believes that the ship didn't even hit an iceberg, but rather hit another ship that was in the water, and that's who was originally firing the right rockets, white rockets, into the air. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so historians and experts think that this theory is complete BS and ridiculous. They claim that there were other ways for Morgan and his company to make money from the damaged boat that wouldn't have put people's lives in jeopardy. For instance, he could have hired someone to set the boat on fire in the dock. Or he could have just arranged for something bad to happen in the dock. They wouldn't have been found at fault and they could have got reimbursed for that money through insurance. Honestly, to me, I think this is the dumbest theory um, in my opinion, um, while it does seem possible, it also would have required so many people literally not caring about the safety of passengers and crew. And it would also mean that a lot of people would have had to keep this whole thing a secret their entire lives. And we all know that making a bunch of people keep something a secret is really, really hard. And expensive. Yes. And you're going to dish out... A ton of money to a bunch of people. Yes. So, for this whole thing to happen this way, I I think that it would have been impossible to keep it a secret this long. Or kill them. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are the two biggest and most well-known and most researched theories. There are a lot of other ones that are small. Um, like, you know, stuff to do with the water seals... There's stuff to do. There's all kinds of all kinds of stuff. There's one about the letters on the boat spell Pope backwards, and it was some conspiracy about the Pope. I don't no, know. I didn't it, look into that one because no, it didn't. Right. It just, it Sounds. was too much for me. However, my personal favorite um, is that there was a cursed mummy on board. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, yes, a cursed mummy. Honestly, this is my favorite because I love all things ancient Egyptian, um, like. Jerry knows I messaged her the other day because I watched an Egyptian documentary on Netflix and I was like fangirling the entire time because it was the most I, oh my god when I was a kid my dream job was to be an Egyptologist like that is what I wanted to be and my dreams were crushed when I realized that that was not an obtainable goal for me <laughs> who did not speak any other languages let alone Arabic and um, was not smart enough to be an Egyptologist so um, but anyway, the theory started because there's a passenger that claimed that there was a curse from a mummy that was causing trouble in all of London and was telling everybody in London that there was this cursed mummy. Well, guess who joined the crew, or not the crew, but the passengers of the Titanic? This lovely man. Oh, man. And he started telling people the same story on the ship, scaring them. Well, there was also a lady who... Um, who was thought to have brought a mummy on board and this was the cursed mummy well all of this was false there was no mummy on board the mummy that they kept talking about was safe at home in the british museum um part of me wishes that this one was true because i think it would be really cool and this is the theory i would go with but it's just not true it's not um there are a couple other ones um out there definitely take a look for yourself because they're crazy um but i'm gonna leave you with my second favorite one but also my favorite one but it's different because it's not technically a titanic one so the theory is that jack dawson who 
is from Titanic, if you haven't watched it, is in fact Jay Gatsby. Again. Which Jack, you should and, know who Jack I am. and Rose were not even real people on the Titanic. Yeah, Jack and Rose that's, are not real people. That, you, yeah, do you research? The, the, this, is, this is a movie one, okay? This is a movie conspiracy theory. Or not conspiracy. None of that this happened. Is, yeah. There wasn't an expensive necklace on. Well, no, there was, was expensive necklace, but, but this, not that, that one. That scenario did not really happen. Yeah. Um, so, I know. I know. This is a movie, not real life. But listen, it makes a lot of sense, and I loved them, both of these movies and the book. Um, it basically says that Jack survived, even though he could have survived the entire time if he would have just gotten on the stinking door. There was enough room for the both of them. But anyway, I digress. Um, it basically says that he survived and that he was still in love with Rose and accepted that he had to move on because he didn't know if she survived either. And he starts to build all this wealth. He changes his name. And he falls in love with Daisy. And he's Jay Gatsby. To be honest, people online have connected Jack Dawson to each one of Leonardo DiCaprio's characters in his most famous movies. But they really do all make sense. Um, I really need a movie marathon now. Because I forgot how much I loved him as an actor. And my favorite movie of his, besides these two that we talked about, is Inception. And that was another one that they connected. That at the beginning of Inception, he washes up on the beach. And that was him washing up on the beach as Jack Dawson. And he, like, made his life this thing. Because if you haven't seen the movie, the whole movie is about how he goes into someone's subconscious and, like, plants these things and basically messes with people. I don't know. But I like to think they're all connected. I have a love-hate relationship with that book. Really? Yeah. I read it senior year of high school. I, okay, this is going to be a little sad depressing, but... The first half of that book, because we, like, had to read it as a class. We did, like, tests on each chapter. Like, my teacher really drug it on. Uh-huh. And we got halfway through the book. And then she went, like, on a break. And we didn't know where she went or what happened. Apparently, she had been diagnosed with breast cancer for, like, a long time and never told us. Oh, my God. And she actually went on break to spend her last few weeks with her family. And she died. <gasps> And they, like, let us know, like, after Christmas break. Like, Christmas break, like, right before Christmas break was, like, her last day teaching. And we got halfway through the book. So, she was my favorite. Like, she, like, she got me my my scholarships for my, when I started college. Because she wrote a recommendation for me. She's like, I was going to be a great English teacher one day. And all that. And she, like, left. And then we got a substitute for the second half of senior year. And we had to finish it with her. And I hated her. And then I guess I just, like, correlated with, like, hating that book. Uh-huh. So, like, I never really got into it like everybody else. But, like, all the time I hear about how this is such a great book. And Leonardo DiCaprio and the remake. Because that's the remake. Uh-huh. The original one's, like, from, like, the 50s, I think. Yeah. Which we watched that one in class. But, yeah. That's so sad. It really depressed me. Because it was, like... I mean, I I wasn't close to the... I mean, I was, felt like I was close. She was a teacher, but I felt like I didn't get to say bye to her. I, well, I feel kind and of angry like, that she didn't tell you guys. So, like, as a class, because, like, 
I mean, I was I was a brainiac in high school. I was that person all through school. And like my class, all of my classes basically were like the smartest kids. I'm really making myself seem like <laughs> superhero here. But like I had all the geniuses in my class. Like we were like the sum- like we were all the top ones. And we all like got together and we were making, I guess I was making theories, conspiracy theories in high school. And we kind of felt like she thought maybe it would make us too sad if yeah. she told us that. I can see that. And, like, but, yeah. She didn't want to damper anything with but your yeah, ass. yeah, literally, after we came back from, or she passed away, like, actually, like, a month before we graduated. And, like, we just thought maybe she retired or something until the principal came in and, like, set us all down and told us. That's that she had passed away, like, a week before. Horrible. And we were, like... So, yeah, we did, like, this big thing at graduation. But, yeah, she was awesome. Aww. It was just really sad. And then I was like, screw this book. I mean, I would have said the same thing, too. I love this book, but I would have felt the same way. I just couldn't get into it. Like, basically, I'll be honest, I kind of, like, to be so smart, I almost failed in the second half of that because I hated the substitute. Wait, you, did y'all ever talk about the theory that his wife wrote the whole book, that Zelda wrote all of yes. his stuff? I still am convinced that she wrote everything. Mm-hmm. And he just I mean, I finished published it, it, but, like, I basically skimmed it and, uh-huh. like, just couldn't get into it. And then we watched the movie, so basically I got the whole shebang. Shebang, because it was pretty much like the book. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. To make this episode <laughs> even sadder. And I just always think about that when somebody brings up The Great Gatsby. I love The Great Gatsby, though. It's so good. See, I, and before that, we read 1984. Have you read that yes, one? I that have. one's really, that, really that good. one's really freaking good. That one's good. really good. And it kind of tells the future a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I got into that one, but that was the first book we read. And then when this was like, let's start this and finish after Christmas break. I was like, screw this book. Yeah, I don't want to finish it now. Right here. Oh. Yeah. Well. Maybe you read like it one you day. Like, I like that you like it. I always say that. Maybe I read it. Make your make one of your boys read it one day. That way, like, you could be like, tell me how it was. Yeah. It's a quick read. Oh, at least I will. felt like. Yeah, and then when Zach's like younger brothers, they went to the same, obviously same high school, and they were mm-hmm. senior year reading it. They thankfully got a new teacher because screw that substitute. <laughs> She's awful, but yeah, um, they're like, "Oh, we love this book. It's so good." And I'm like, "I think, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, it was just you. Life events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We all have those books that we just yeah. kind of associate with." Having to read, yeah, mm-hmm. TV shows, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, it happened. I just it really is. hate that she didn't tell anybody. I felt like she was a great teacher, too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Leo, I do love me some Leo, and Inception is one of my. Oh, so good. I love that movie. I watched that in film class. So good, that little spinning top at the end, and you're like, "What, what happened? happened?" Yeah. Oh, that was the part of the movie, though, was to keep you guessing. Yeah, I want to. I want to watch that again. I need to watch them all again. Like another one was like another one has like um, Aviator, and like that being like connected because of like the time periods of when they are. I don't know. All of his movies are good. A student in my film class had a really good theory that like none of that even happened, and that mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio was actually insane, and he was in a mental institute. Well, okay, well, I've seen the same thing, and people said that the Shutter Island. 
like that everything that happened in Inception was Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Because that's one of those movies, like when Shutter Island first came out, we were younger. Yeah. And I did not figure it out. Oh, I did not figure Shutter Island. Like, when I got to the end of that movie, I was like, what? Wait, what? Like, that's what's really happening? Yeah, like, I was I was not... really convinced what was happening when it was happening. I was yeah. the same thing when I was a kid, though, and watched Sixth Sense. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you're telling me this yes. whole time? I was yes. like, I've been lying to Yes. But, yeah, I, that's the theory that he had, basically, because we, uh, we watched that one, and then, like, since he brought that theory up, he let us watch Shutter Island. Uh-huh. And I was like, now that he says this, like, I can't You can't unsee it. it. Yeah, I can't see it either. Like, I, that's why, like, whenever I, like, when someone hasn't watched any of them, I always tell them to watch Inception first. And then tell them to watch Shutter Island. That's good. Even though they're not connected. They're not even the same movie. But, I don't know. I feel like they are. I, okay, so we actually did have somebody make a request, like, forever ago on my Instagram. And I've been forgetting to tell Crystal because I'm not good with Instagram like she is. <laughs> we talk about movies a lot on the podcast and TV shows and stuff. And, like, we've gotten requests for, like, to take, like, psychological thrillers and horror movies and, like talk about them deconstruct them deconstruct them how we think about it what we think the director like was be a going good, for i feel like that would be a theories. good twitch stream too like basically how we were just talking about treasure island how it's connected oh that means i get Which to watch it, yeah I mean, you know what i do think we should do too and y'all can tell us no um is we should watch the was it turner classic no or whatever whoever puts out the list of the hundred greatest movies of all time i think it is we should watch every single one and then not debunk it but like just like talk about it because i'm pretty sure there's some really crappy ones on there that we're gonna be like i absolutely hated this movie and bethany is gonna go what i loved it i love gone with the wind oh i've never even seen it but it's very controversial i've never even seen it It's very controversial. I love it in a different way, but yeah, it's really I've never good. seen it. I've also never seen E.T., and I've never seen Bambi. I think E.T. is, I'm probably going to upset some people, is overrated. It was alright, but it's not like one that I'm like, oh, I gotta watch E.T. And Bambi, how dare you? <laughs> but also, it's really freaking sad. Okay, I don't want to be <laughs> sad. I cried. So literally today, Tyler was talking to me about something with a job and how... Like, something that he wants to start doing is, and this is not going to make sense to you, but kind of, it'll make sense, I'll tell you later. Um, But, like, one of the things that he was talking about was, like, when someone, like, when they're going to, like, deliver it to the person, that they would, like, if they would see, they they can write in the notes, like, if this is for a new baby, if they're getting married Mm -hmm. or whatever. And the person he was talking to was like, yeah, some people do that. And what he was talking about was, like, going to, like, Target or Walmart and looking at their wedding list or their, like, yeah. like their baby registry and buying, like, a cheap gift off their we- their birth, their birth, their baby registry and giving it to them when they deliver that stuff. And I told Tyler, I was literally on the phone on my way to Target. And I was like, can you stop? That's going to make me cry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even having a baby. But if someone, mm-hmm. like, just... A complete stranger Stranger. bought me something off of my baby registry. I would literally melt. Because all I could think about was I'm incredibly emotional. And I can't imagine how emotional I would be with being pregnant. So, I wouldn't be able to handle it. It's awful. Yeah. So, I couldn't do it. Somebody can drink your chocolate milk and you'll just cry. Like, somebody just stabbed you. And it's like, I really wanted that chocolate milk. And that's it. That was pregnancy right there. Summed up. (laughs) 
a show might not come on like you thought it was. A character could die on a TV show. I do that already, though. It's That's worse. the thing. It's worse. Like, I don't want it to be worse because I already do that. But yeah, I've had people suggest that to me, and I think that okay. would be really cool. Do it. Do it. Okay. Oh, so this is the next question. You are allowed to answer. If you listen to this, please send us a text message, a Instagram message, or I don't know if Twitter has direct messaging. It does. Um, reach out, however. We have stumbled, not stumbled, that's the wrong word. We have been in contact with someone about a bigger case and it was something that I wanted to originally just do a one episode about but we quickly realized it has become a multi-episode thing how would you guys feel about a like mini series okay so I found a good way to describe this because I listened to another podcast Mm -hmm. and have you listened to Serial yes how she does it Mm -hmm. how like it's like small interviews and it's like they go on the journey together towards the end Mm mm-hmm I personally think that would be I really like that, too. So, if any of y'all have ever listened to that podcast, or if you want to go listen to or it like now. Or, like, Counterclock. Like, I feel that's like that's a very a Counterclock thing. The one I'm talking about is Serial. Like, a serial killer. So, S-E-R-I-A-L. It's one word. And it's basically a lady. She used to be, I think she used to be an attorney. Or she's still, a, she's still an attorney. Mm-hmm. She basically helps her client. And she, like, basically does a podcast, like... Mm-hmm. Talking about what happened, the case, and then she goes on this journey with the the suspect during the trial mm-hmm. and after the trial, and then still like what happening now. And I really enjoyed it. I was doing a lot of road trips back then when I found it, so I just mm-hmm. listened during my road trip. So, so this case that we have been introduced to, um, it's a local to Louisiana case, and we just don't feel like it would be done enough justice in one episode. So, if that is something you'd be interested in, if there's a way that you would like to hear that formatted, if you would like us to put that out maybe on Wednesdays and we put out our regular stuff on Sundays, like, how would you, how would you want it? What would you want that format to be? So, we'll talk about it, but if you have any suggestions, we are open to them. I think this would be a great Twitch one. Oh, 100%. Every single one of these would have to be a Twitch stream. Because we could show you guys photos and documents Mm. and stuff, and I could put it right up on the screen. Yes, I 100% think it could be that. And it could be something where we do one a week, or we could do one a month. Like, it just is completely different. So, just let us know what you think. Um, It's a big one, y'all. And, yeah, it's a big one. So, I hate that we're being a little what's the word like vague Vague. about it um it's just we haven't figured out what we want to do with it yet so we just want to kind of we still have a lot of people to interview and and talk to to and research and oh man i don't think me and crystal realized no not at all but we're excited um we actually have some raw documents that we have to go over today that we need bethany's mom to decipher for us um but yeah so just let us know but that's all i got you can enjoy the 10 minutes of rambling and talking at the end of this episode (laughs) we try to put it at the end so that if you wanted to skip out you could but we love you all thank you for joining us today i hope you have a great week later bye you guys